Working Interferences is intended for mature audiences. Since the hosts never grew up, someone needs to be the adult. Interferences with Josh and Lance, the dental advice podcast for the average dentist. Here is Josh and Lance. Bros, what is up? Welcome to the Working Interferences Podcast, a dental advice show. I am Josh Walston. And I am Lance Timmerman. Lance, I heard that you had a run in with greatness on Saturday. I sure did. A bittersweet run in with greatness, but yes. It was yes, pretty freaking... Yeah, you're still in the same room with a legend. I don't know if I was in the same room, but I think I might, well, might have been breathing the same air, sure. Okay. Yeah, sure. Uh, I think new working interferences legend, Gardner Minshew II, yeah. Jacksonville Jaguars starting quarterback, and I would say front runner for NFL Rookie of the Year. I would think um, so. I hope so. I mean, I don't know. Maybe, maybe uh, Daniel Jones from the Giants or Kyler Murray. Yeah, uh, well, may have something to say about it. But listen, we'll see. We'll in see. our hearts, in our hearts, yep. it's Gardner Minshew the second. Which my favorite fact about Gardner Minshew the second, actually, I just have a lot of favorite facts. Oh yeah, it's not just one. Okay. But my favorite one is his name is Gardner Minshew the second. Uh-huh. But his father is not named Gardner Minshew. <laughs> well, he's not. <laughs> no. I didn't know they that. just named him that. It's just part of his name. There is not another Gardner Minshew. Oh, but he's the second. Okay, that's that's just part of his name. Wow, so, uh, just legendary, <laughs> so awesome. legendary. Oh. So tell me about your run in. Well, uh, so since he played a Thursday night football game, uh, he had enough time to just come and, and visit a place that he's he really only he was only here for a year. For those that don't know, his story is just. It's it's so awesome. It's got to be a movie someday because it's just unbelievable. Uh, wasn't recruited out of high school, and so he goes to what East Carolina. Uh, he might have gone someplace. Yeah, the first. Pirates. Yeah, he was at a couple different places. Yeah, it bounced around. Gra- graduates early, but still has a year of eligibility. So he was going to go to Alabama and ride the pine. And to be totally yeah, because he wanted to be a coach. Yeah, he- that's what he's like. I'm just going to go. Le- I'm going to be a third string quarterback. Yep. Behind Jalen Hurts and Tua, uh-huh. and I'm going to learn from Nick Saban. That was like his kind of idea. Yeah, and but it was it was a bittersweet, horrible reason. But the quarterback uh, here at Wazoo in Pullman uh, committed suicide, and Tyler Helinski uh, shot himself, and so there was just this big, huge void at Wazoo. So Mike Leach reaches out reaches out to this guy Gardner Minshew, saying, "Hey, you have a choice. You can ride the pine." and be kind of a nobody there in Alabama, or you can come in and be a hero and start at Washington State. So he does. And I'll be damned if he doesn't have just a storybook season, just kicking ass. He had ass. a great year. It was it Took was, him to the Alamo Bowl, I believe. Yeah. And uh, it was just a great story, one and done, because he only had the one year of eligibility. Yeah, he was like a, he's like a fifth-year senior or something like yeah, that, right? He's a graduate. Yeah, because yeah. He was gra- it was a grad transfer, uh, he didn't have to sit out a year or anything like that and was able to start right away. And the, uh, the town needed a hero uh, after the, the mental breakdown. Of, yeah, of, it's of, a very tough look. And uh, he, he was everything the town could have wanted. And then he runs off, goes, gets drafted to Jacksonville. Really didn't intend, you know, a year previous to think, even think the NFL gets drafted. Sixth round pick. Yeah. By the way, sixth yeah. round pick. Just like Tom Brady. You know who else was a sixth round pick? Tom Brady. Tom Brady. I'm not saying. Nope. I'm just saying. Nope. Exactly. And uh, so Nick Foles signs this huge ass contract, and uh, within uh, we have a different name for Nick Foles on this podcast. <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> You remember what it was? Nick the Dick. Yeah, or, bi- or Big Dick Dick, <laughs> Big one Dick of Nick. the two. There you go. Yeah, one of, the, one of those two. <laughs> well, I'll accept either. <laughs> I'll allow it. And uh, so guy gets hurt. Then the second string guy gets hurt. So Minshew drops in, and, and you texted me because I, I wasn't even really paying attention. Like, yeah, hey. it was like it was the first quarter of, the, <laughs> yeah. of week one. Yeah. So I immediately said, okay, Minshew's in. Min- Falls is out. <laughs> Minshew's in. Yeah. And uh, I think, I mean, it was probably, what, 10 a.m. Yeah. where you were? Uh-huh. 
and I'm just barely barely waking up. Yes, just starting out of bed and and probably don't have any football on. You definitely don't have the Jacksonville Jaguars (laughs) game on. No, so I'm scrambling trying to find it. So I I subscribe. I pay the 35 bucks to have the NFL app on my phone, so I can then start watching it on my little yeah little screen there and watch what he does. And it's been watching. He was good. It was he was great. He's really good in week one. Uh-huh. Uh, in a tough game, they were playing the Chiefs. They were down the whole time. Yeah. But he, he threw something like 11 or 12 consecutive passes yeah. Yeah. Uh, completed to start his career, which has never been done. Uh, and then in week two, they played the Texans, and, and he put them in a position to win. Mm-hmm. And their coach, Doug Marone, fouled it up at the end going for two and just handing it off when Minshew had that hand. Uh-huh. But then this last week against the Titans, he really he really looked great. He looked he great. He really, really did look good. It was yeah. awesome. So he had some yeah. time on his hands and decides, I'm going to go to Pullman. And I feel like that's the that's the play. If you play the Thursday game, then you go. It's, yeah. it's sort of like homecoming or whatever, you know, oh. for a high school kind of deal. Yeah. If you play the Thursday NFL game, generally speaking, you see those people on the sidelines. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, of their of their college teams on Saturday. Yeah. So. It w- but Pullman it was like about as far away as you can get unless you go to Alaska. From Jacksonville. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah. Are there direct flights from Pullman, Washington to Jacksonville, Florida? Hell no. <laughs> <laughs> they don't even have a direct flight to Spokane. That's funny. No, actually do. But it, it's, uh, it's a podunk, middle of nowhere kind of thing. Yeah. So it was not easy to get to. But I mean, talk about a hero's welcome. This guy, good for him. Oh, good for him. Raises the flag at the start of the game, and uh, just you know, at halftime he's introduced and presented to the crowd. I mean, it was just the guys living the best life. Yeah, we we ride for for Gardner Minshew here. Uh-huh. Um, he, excuse me, Gardner Minshew the second. The second. Um, GM2. We ride for him. Yeah, GM two is I've been calling him. Uh-huh. First time I called him that, you were like, "Who?" I'm like, "What was that?" <laughs> like, and then I did the math. I'm Gar- like, oh, Gardner Minshew. Uh, yeah, right. Got it. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so we ride for him. Another <laughs> another great story I heard about him. Uh, he does all his stretching before the game in the locker room, uh-huh. uh, wearing only a jock strap. Perfect. Which is so just you know <laughs> doing all the stretches, spread out, <laughs> spread eagle everywhere, all over the locker room, getting ready for the game in just a jock strap. That is awesome. It's a legend, and he's got you know the mustache. Uh-huh. Um, the name, the second when his dad is not named, it's just <laughs> legendary. I just, it's, he's the best thing to come along to the NFL oh, in a while. For so long. In a while. Uh, yeah, yeah. 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 So good. There's another thing that, that this show rides for Lance uh-huh. and, and it's, we've talked about this particular thing a few times, so much so that we are going to spend about <laughs> the first third of the show uh-huh. on this. Okay. And if you don't like it, um, Skip. go to hell because... <laughs> Yeah. This show, in addition to being a dental advice show, is also a potato chip critique show. Uh-huh. <laughs> so we're launching a new segment today called Potato Chip Corner, uh-huh. where we, uh, we've we gotten some new potato chip flavors. We sure have. And we're going to try them and talk about them and talk about the history of this. Mm. And uh, uh, I think this is important shit that needs to be talked about, Lance. I'm someone's, just going to put it out there. Someone's got to do it. It might as well be us. S- it might as well be us, uh-huh. yeah. So, so welcome to Potato Chip Corner, um, another podcast within a podcast <laughs> to go along with that suck. Um, so, Lance, you're familiar with this sort of, uh, I'm going to say gimmick because that's exactly what it is, gimmick uh-huh. that Lay's Potato Chips does every year where they, um, I forget what they call it. Give me a second. Okay. Um, I believe they call it... Um, oh, do us a flavor. That's what it is. Where mm. they uh, kind of uh, accept submissions for flavor ideas from the public. And then they make them and then the public votes on on that. Mm. And so we've got, I've got three of them. You've got two. Uh-huh. And so I'm going to go through the do us a flavor. F- oh, Jesus. Do us a flavor choices. <laughs> From this year, and I guess they've winnowed them down. Not all of these are available everywhere. Oh, okay. So your mileage may vary because I could not find a lot of these. Yeah. So first, I'm going to go through the ones that we could not find. Okay. Cajun spice. Okay. I feel like that's you know like do you guys have uh, voodoo chips? No. Up there, I don't think so. Okay, voodoo chips is a is a brand. Or no, I. I Maybe it's Voodoo Flavor Chips. They're okay. they're New Orleans based. Okay. Um, let me see if I can find the name of them. Um, 
Oh, Zaps. That's what they are. They huh. have Zaps Voodoo flavor, okay. which is like a Cajun spice. So I feel like that's been done. Okay. I feel like that's been done. Um, Chesapeake Bay Crab Spice. Huh. So that's basically Old Bay is what that is. Okay. Which is sort of a Maryland staple. Okay. Uh, shouts to Kevin and Missy Fryer who vacation there. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, Michael... Uh, Keller? Po- poster in the waiting room, Keller. Uh-huh. Um, because they're probably intimately familiar with the sort of Chesapeake Bay crab spice. Probably, yeah. Chili con queso, which <laughs> here in Texas we just call queso. I don't know what, oh, what, like, okay. who calls it chili con queso, but r- real people call it queso, which is like great, but you eat queso on chips, so this is just dry chips that taste like queso, I guess. Lobster roll from New England, uh-huh. New England lobster roll. Pimento cheese. Yeah, I didn't and see that one. sweet Thai chili. So those are ones that I, I have either been eliminated from the contest at this point mm. or are not, you know, not available everywhere. There may be a test market kind of thing. Do you remember the urban legends about t- test markets? No, maybe. So there used to be like, as a, as a kid, I remember discussion about like, oh, my aunt lives in Columbus, Ohio, and that's a test market. And they have all these weird flavors of products or new products that kind of come out in a market just as a test to see how they do before they get debuted everywhere. And there's where the urban legend was that there's a few of these markets around the country that were test markets. And if you knew somebody that lived there, you could hear about stuff that was going to come out before anybody else did. Huh. So maybe these were just test market kind of things. I don't know. Huh, okay. But... I found three of the other three flavors. You found two. Uh-huh. Uh huh. The the flavor number one that we both have is. Let me grab the bag. Bacon wrapped jalapeno popper. Yeah, I got that one. You got that one. Yeah. Let Let's try that one first. Okay. Are you Are you game with that? I am game. All right. So we're gonna do a little foley work here. I'm gonna I'm gonna get this. Uh, Bag of chips right by here. Yeah, you got yours going too. Here we go. All right. All right. Now smell the bag before we taste. It's like we got to do this like, like wine. A you, know, you got to yeah, you got to smell it first. Ah. Um, the first thing I do get, I do get a little jalapeno and I do get bacon. So those are kind of the flavors that I get on the bouquet. I have some notes of sea salt. Oh yeah. Okay. Makes sense. Cypress. Cypress. There we go. Yeah. (laughs) All right. You ready to try one? Uh Uh-huh. Literally, Graham, my dog, has his (laughs) nose right up next to the microphone. Nice. All right. Here we go. I'd say that's fairly underwhelming. I don't get a ton of any flavors. Do you? No, I cardboard yeah I, I get a little sour cream okay and I get like a touch of jalapeno but that's about it it's not bad no it's just not overwhelming one direction or another the second chip ad had a little touch more jalapeno so I think what they did I, this is this is so <laughs> funny people are gonna hate this episode <laughs> Um, I think what they did was they took a jalapeno chip and really sort of uh, just pardon my French took the nuts off of it, <laughs> took all the spice out of it, uh-huh. and then just sprinkled some of like whatever sour cream and onion salt that they had left over. Yeah, and I think that's what that chip is. Okay, it's okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm- it has potential. I need it to be spicier. Yeah. And I need more bacon. I need more like more sort of smoky bacon. The bacon um, yeah, would have been better to to really accentuate that. Yeah. Yeah. There's not much bacon on it. Uh-uh. I just I'm not uh-uh. tasting a ton of bacon. No. Interesting. If you're gonna have bacon as now, part of the, the title, you really need it be presented. I need a, I need bacon forward. Uh-huh. I really do. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, now, if you're looking for these bags in the store, uh-huh. uh, you, these bags are all are all the bags that have sort of the smile. You know, someone's like lower half of their face yeah. is at the top of the bag. And uh-huh. so I guess the point of that is like you hold the bag up to the lower part of your face and that kind of becomes your smile or whatever. So I, I, uh. I did actually do some research on that. 
Okay. There are 60 people who are models for those. Oh, really? And they have a list of those online. And one of them is a dentist. Oh, really? Yeah. Dr. Shallon P. from Frisco, Texas. Huh. says, Dr. Shallon is a dentist who supports his practice and volunteer efforts to provide free dental screenings for hundreds of elementary school students. So, shouts to huh. Dr. Shallon P. Good for, for being one of 60... Um, People. Uh, smile models uh-huh. that's on Lay's potato chips back. So yeah, that's pretty cool. That is cool. Yeah, for sure. I'm going to cleanse my palate a little bit here. Oh, yeah? With a uh, wild cherry diet Pepsi, which is obviously the thing that you clear your palate with as a potato chip taste test. Uh-huh. Yeah. All right. Second flavor that we both have. Let me grab that back. This is such great Foley work here tonight. I love it. Deep dish pizza. Now, pizza-flavored potato chips are nothing new. Okay. At least I don't feel like. Do you remember combos? No. Combos were a snack from the 80s and 90s that were... Oh, okay. Little, like, pretzel rings that had cheese in the yeah. middle of them. uh-huh. And the pizza flavor of combos tasted like barf. Okay. I don't think I ever had those, so... <laughs> yeah, no. they're not good. Don't don't give them a try. Okay. All right. So, I, I don't have high hopes for this because pizza is such a textural event uh-huh. that I don't... There's, you know, there's some flavors that translate really well to potato chips. I just don't feel like pizza is going to be it. Okay. I could be wrong. Let's find out. Let's open these bad boys All up. Right. What do you think? Do you have high hopes for this one? No, no. Uh, only because... Uh, I'm generally a pessimist, so. Okay, that's everything sucks, <laughs> except for Garner Minshew. That's right, that's right. All right, so crack that one open. Now, the bag does smell like pizza. Yeah, yeah, for sure does. But that may just be sort of Parmigiani. When I smell it, I do get a big sort of hit of Parmesan and some tomato. So that's probably kind of what that bouquet is coming from. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to... Plunge in here and give one of these a try. Yeah, and I already heard you tried one. Oh, yeah. Got a uh, notes of wet dog. <laughs> <laughs> That's not bad. No, actually, I like this one. It's better than the, yeah. the jalapeno popper. That's actually pretty good. Well, part of it, if I, have, if I was so pessimistic, it just had to be kind of okay. And it was better than just okay. So I like it. Yeah. I'm a fan. Yeah, and now it tastes like pizza. Yeah, yeah. They- Does it taste like specifically deep dish pizza? I don't mm, know about that. That one's tough, yeah. I don't know how you, how do you replicate that with a chip? Yeah. How do you replicate, you know, a, a foot deep of melted cheese and, yeah. and cornstarchy bread? I'm, I'm going to give Graham one of these. To me, this is, this is thin crust. Yeah. Come here, Graham. Yeah, this is <laughs> generic pizza. Uh-huh. This is, Come here, this get is close to the microphone. <laughs> Sit. Good boy. Pretty sure it's DiGiorno. Well, it's got to be DiGiorno. He doesn't want it. Really? <laughs> He's smelling it. He doesn't want it. He's licking it. There, he finally took it. He took it very gingerly. All right. And he dropped it on the floor. <laughs> and took a and dump on it. looking at me like, you want me to eat that? <laughs> He's sniffing it again. And he just ate it. Let's see what Graham thinks. Watch him vomit. Um... He licked the floor where it was, so he All must right. not hate it. All right. All right. So that one get that's like a C minus from Graham. I'll give that one a B. Oh yeah, salt, salt a B for the sure. The first one, uh, yeah, the the bacon wrapped jalapeno popper was a C minus. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a chip, so it's, I yeah. mean, it's like it's gonna go well with my sandwich. What's the worst it's gonna do? Like a C minus is it was pretty bland. So yeah. we got a B for the the deep dish pizza. Got a C minus for the the jalapeno popper. The last flavor I have, you don't, you could not could find. Could not find this one. Yeah, and and I, this is the hardest one for me to find. So, I literally went to seven different targets to find all these chips. I'm, <laughs> I'm embarrassed by that. <laughs> this is a safe place. We're not judging you. Another embarrassing part is that at one of the targets, like right by the chip aisle, there was a display, a Halloween display of cereal uh-huh. that had Count Chocula, Booberry, <laughs> and uh-huh. what's the other one? Uh, Frankenberry? Frank yeah, Frank. Yeah. Some- and I bought like a family size oh, yeah. box of Count Chocula. Of course. 
Because I saw it, I was like, damn, that sounds good. Hell yeah. And it, it was good. The last flavor, let me grab the bag, is actually the flavor I'm most excited about. Yeah. Yeah, it was a little. Fried pickles with ranch. Yeah, I was disappointed I couldn't find it because it sounded good. Yeah. Now, fried pickles seem to be something that I have seen on menus. Uh-huh. Um, I, I really didn't see it before maybe 10 years ago. I feel right. like it's a trend of the last 10 years. I think you're right. Kind of, I, it has a feel of Southern food to me, like yeah, soul food, kind of sure. home cooking, uh-huh. kind of. but I don't know that to be true. Uh-huh. There's a restaurant uh, here in San Antonio called Willie's that does fried pickles really well. Oh, yeah? And there's also a restaurant called Pluckers. Oh, wow. Okay. Pluckers is a wing place. And obviously, they're worse than Hitler because when they do their fried pickles, uh-huh. they do fried pickle spears instead of chips. Oh, wow. So it completely throws off the volume yeah. of pickle to breading. And the only way this freaking thing works is that there's a little thin shrivel of pickle with a ton of breading. That's the only way this thing works. Huh. Okay. And so Pluckers... Fried pickle spears, like I'm not gonna say it's worse than like the Rwandan genocide, but <laughs> I mean it's yeah, like the UN needs to investigate. Okay. That's all I'm saying. All right, so I'm gonna pop this bag open here. This bag is green. In case you're looking for this one, smile on the top. Deep dish pizzas, gray. Smile on the top. Bacon wrapped jalapeno poppers. Red, kind of a Oklahoma Sooner, uh, Alabama Crimson Tide, Scarlet uh, with smile on top. So you're looking for the green ones if you're looking for these. Uh-huh. So let's crack these bad boys open. Now people are going to hate this. All right, the bouquet. I'm getting a lot of pickle, okay, which you need. And I'm getting a little bit of like sour cream and onion kind of mixed with the pickle. Okay. So that's kind of what that would be my strategy if I were flavoring these. Let's give these a try. Hmm. Definitely pickle. It's it's definitely like a dill pickle chip uh-huh. sprinkled with sour cream and onion salt. I feel like that's the formula to that one. Huh. It's not bad. Okay. I still think deep dish pizza is probably the better one. Okay. It's very definitely sour cream and onion mixed with dill pickle. Okay. So that's where they get those two flavors from. Gotcha. Gotcha. I'm going to see if Graham wants one of these. I don't want to give him one of the first ones because it does have jalapeno on it. Oh. So I don't want to upset his stomach, but I'll give him one of these. He took it. Uh-huh. He dropped it. <laughs> he's looking. He looked up at me again. I, he's less enthusiastic about this one than he was deep dish pizza. Huh. Okay. He's going back to it. Let's see if he gets it. No. Looked. He's looking at me again. He's less than enthusiastic about this one. He's very enthusiastic when I open the bag. He's right up next to me. But he <laughs> don't think he likes the smell of that one. Now he's angry at you. Yeah, he wants more of the deep dish pizza ones, I think. Try it, buddy. So those are the three new new Lay's flavors. Okay. I encourage everybody to give them a try. Um, surprisingly, the winner is deep dish pizza. I did not think that was going to be the case. Yeah, yeah. It was a pleasant surprise for me as well. I uh, I liked it, yeah. Out of the other ones I listed. Uh-huh. What do you think would be the if if one of those were to be better than any of these? I don't think it's going to be lobster roll. I don't feel like the <laughs> lobster flavor translates well to a potato chip. Probably not. That the Thai one sounded uh, intriguing. So I think that's the one. It's either that or Chesapeake Bay crab spice. Okay, because people love Old Bay, like especially people from up there. Okay. And Cajun spice is probably fine. It's just kind of like we've seen that before. Right, right. It's it's not unique. It's not fresh and new. Right. Now, I went back and looked at, at the previous years of these to see what Lay's has come up with. Uh-huh. 2014, bacon, mac, and cheese. 
All right. Sounds like it'd probably be all right. Sure. Lay's wavy mango salsa. Could be okay. Huh. Uh, kettle cooked wasabi ginger. That actually ended up being the winner oh, that year. Okay. And cappuccino. Ooh, weird. <laughs> yeah, I'm not lying. Cappuccino. That was huh. they made a cappuccino potato chip huh. in 2014. That happened. All right then. Uh, 2015. Southern biscuits and gravy. All right. Greek Town Euro. <laughs> okay. That might be good. New York Reuben. Oh, that'll be good. Little cats. West Coast Truffle Fries. Mm. West Coast Truffle Fries seems real damn easy. You just put some truffle oil on chips. Yeah, yeah. That's, uh, Southern Biscuits and Gravy was the winner that year. Well, all right. 2016. Fiery Roasted Habanero. Okay. Korean Barbecue. Smoked Gouda and Chive, Olive Oil and Herbs. Now, let me just... Hmm. <laughs> let's look at these flavors a little closely. Fiery Roasted ha- Habanero. Uh-huh. Uh, this kind of sounds like jalapeno chips. A little bit. Korean Barbecue. Uh, kind of sounds like barbecue chips. Yeah, it's just barbecue there. <laughs> Smoked Gouda and Chive. Uh, kind of sounds uh, like sour, sour cream, cream and, and cheddar. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, olive oil and herbs. Uh, kind of sounds like salt and pepper. Yeah. Um, and then last year... Oh, this was an Olympic-themed year in 2016. Huh. Wavy Greek tzatziki. That sounds good. Brazilian picanha. I don't know that term. Picanha. Okay. Kettle-cooked Indian tiki masala. Huh. Chinese Szechuan chicken. Those mm. all could be good or terrible. Yeah, yeah, that's a, uh, there's no real middle ground it, there. It doesn't say that, it doesn't have a winner on that one. So I, I, that one must not have been a contest, I guess because it was related to the Olympics. I don't know. Uh-huh. Um, and then 2017, kettle cooked everything bagel and cream cheese. Huh. Crispy taco. Would be good. And fried green tomatoes. Huh. Now, this website actually ranked them all. They tried them all, and they ranked them all. And the one that came in first was fried green tomatoes. Oh, really? Surprisingly. Now, it doesn't include this year. Okay. Um, Southern Biscuits and Gravy was three. Kettle Cooked Olive Oil and Herbs was two. Bacon, mac and cheese was four. Smoked Gouda and chive was five. Crispy taco was six. Last ranked, I don't want to go through all of Uh them. Number 19th overall was Szechuan chicken. Oh, really? Huh. Yeah, interesting. Cappuccino did not come in last. It came in third last. Oh, really? Huh. How bad must (laughs) Szechuan chicken and Korean barbecue be if cappuccino beats them out? Yeah, yeah, that's... uh... That's saying something. Interesting. I enjoyed Potato Chip Corner. I know that our <laughs> listeners probably hated it. Oh, these but <laughs> Yeah, for sure. So why, for those of you that hung in, um, you've made it through Potato Chip Corner. Next time we see a new and inventive flavor potato chip, um, be sure we'll talk about it here. Um, Hell yeah. So you can look to us for all of your potato chip news. Potato chip industry news, when there's new peeling machines and things <laughs> like that we're in. Yep. Are you ready for some advice? I doubt it. <laughs> this is an advice show. Oh, that's true. But it's a shitty one. It is. We <laughs> answer your questions. We answer questions we find on all those neat little dental Facebook groups. We answer questions from Reddit. Reddit. We strive to help dentists and dental team members with our own unique brand of advice. I feel we are 28 minutes in. I feel like that's the latest I've ever been in the show <laughs> when reading this paragraph. Uh-huh. So, Please, we need your questions. They, along with potato chips, are the sustenance we crave. You can submit your questions to workinginterferences at gmail.com. No, we don't want a bunch of boring questions, do we, Lance? Not this week. We don't want a bunch of boring questions like, what's the best flavor of potato chips ever? Because we all know that Gardner Minshew's jockstrap is the greatest (laughs) flavor of Lay's potato chips ever. 
We want the questions that Gordon Christensen cannot answer. What do you think Gordon's favorite flavor of potato chip is? Uh, just wavy. You think just plain? <laughs> Probably. It might be. Very vanilla. Yeah. It might be. He can't have the cappuccino one. Oh, well, that's hot oh, drink. No. That's right. Um, <laughs> question one. Redditor Sicadelic asks, pulling my own tooth? First time on this sub. No idea if this kind of question is allowed. But I want to know if it's okay to pull my own tooth instead of getting a root canal or having a dentist pull it properly. I've done a little research and some people think it's okay. <laughs> it's one of my teeth in the back next to the molar. And I wouldn't mind if it wasn't there. Reason being, I was quoted $1,300 for a root canal. Now keep in mind, I'm not the smartest human being <laughs> and I'm quite optimistic about how much pain I can take. Huh. Yeah, I'm, he's probably correct <laughs> there on that assessment. <laughs> I like that he spelled it out, even though we all sort of knew. Uh-huh. Um, Lance, is it okay if he pulls his own tooth? You can do whatever the <laughs> you want. Hey, your teeth, your time, your money, uh -huh. buddy. You can do whatever you want. Um, I'm trying to reason. I'm trying to go through kind of this situation here. So uh -huh. he says it's 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 one of his back teeth, but it's next to the molar. Yeah. So maybe a second premolar. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Doesn't say top or bottom. Uh -huh. If it's bottom, you know, that's a pretty easy tooth to get out. It's pretty, um, uh -huh. you know, kind of cone, you know, the roots, the root is, is almost always going to be a single root. Uh -huh. Fairly broad, hard to break, but also pretty heavy bone. Yeah. I mean, hard to break, but not impossible and hard to break when you're a trained dentist. Yeah. I mean, I, I have you ever seen the movie World War Z uh, with Brad Pitt? No. Have you ever read the book? No. Uh. -uh. Okay. The book and the movie are obviously they share a title. Mm -hmm. They are vastly different properties. Oh, really? The book is amazing in its own way. The book is uh, sort of a retelling. It's like a bunch of little stories within a big book about the zombie apocalypse. Mm. And everything from kind of the beginning of it all the way through how they fought and and the end and what happened afterwards and like Reformation and all that kind of stuff. Oh, wow. It's really amazingly done. It's very unique. It's a great read, especially if you're into little sci-fi stuff, whatever. Uh -huh. Even if you're not, it's just a great read. It's really good. The movie is completely different. It doesn't really have any of that. It kind of pulls a little things here and there, but... It's almost like a completely separate movie, but it's a great action movie. Oh, it's really it? okay. good. So I recommend it too, but you just have to kind of understand that they're not the same. There's a scene in the movie where a guy, and he's one of these guys that's like, oh, that's, that's, a, I've seen that guy a hundred times. Um, a guy pulls his own teeth and he's, Brad Pitt's like hired by the, um, the United Nations to go investigate sort of what's happening. And, and he uh, goes to Korea or something like that, to like a military base in Korea to investigate. And uh, they have this guy who's like a former CIA operative and he's pulling his own teeth. And uh, he's telling the story about how North Korea is beating the zombies because they took everybody in the country and pulled all their teeth in like 48 hours or something like that. Oh, because really? if people didn't have teeth, then they couldn't bite people and they couldn't, then the virus wouldn't spread. Right. Oh, okay. The actor's name is David Morse, by the way, he was also in the green mile. He was in contact. He was in the hurt locker. Mm. Um, he was in escape at Danamora. He was in, True Detective, he was in, he's been in a million things. He's one of those guys you would just recognize if you saw him somewhere. The Green Mile, I don't know if I said that already. Oh, yeah. He's been in a, 12, he's been in a million movies. And, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He was in House a Bunch. Um, he's one of the, he's just one of those guys. Um, so he's pulling his own teeth. For what reason, I don't know, other than it illustrates the story he's telling. I'm not sure why he's pulling his own teeth. Uh-huh. And and he's just wiggling on him like, like it's nothing. And he just pops them out, just one after another. And it kind of pans down to the desk and it shows the desk where he's sit where all these teeth are, and he has them all kind of laid out like a pano. And he's got molars, just separate roots all in one piece. Huh. And he's just doing it with his fingers. 
<laughs> so it's like he uh-huh. either has really gross periodontal disease, right? Yeah, aggressive, extreme periodontal disease, or it's total bullshit. And I uh-huh. guess it's me, like me for being the one who wants like some, yeah, <laughs> some truth and accuracy in a zombie movie, right? But it felt like, oh, come on. Yeah. Oh, come on. Yeah. And he's like not flinching at all. You know, it's like one of those kind of deals. What are the odds that a patient gets a periodontal, let's say a, a broken, you know, a carious? I'm assuming it's carious because uh-huh. it needs an endo. Yeah. A carious tooth out without breaking it. it not likely. I mean, it's, it's just bad, bad news going to happen. It's just. Right. Nothing good can if come If you from were going to get a tooth out, if you told me patient X got their own tooth out, I would immediately think lower anterior. I think that's the only one you really have a chance at. Well, uh, Nev Campbell in Wild Things, she took her number eight. Took that one out. I don't remember that. I remember something else from Wild <laughs> Things. And that might be all I remember uh-huh. from Wild Things. And I kind of wish that's the only thing you remembered from wild things too and now i'm questioning your sexuality uh yeah if you don't know what i'm talking about there's a uh, pretty steamy threesome scene between nev campbell and and denise richards and matt dillon am i remembering that correctly could have been. i can't remember pretty sure it's matt dillon probably um so obviously it's not a good idea for this guy to pull his own tooth because he's probably going to break it right he's going to put yeah some needle nose pliers on it he's not going to understand elevation he's not nope. going to understand purchase or any of that no primary Even if it is an upper premolar. Yeah. yeah. And if he does get it out, it's probably going to come with a big chunk of plate. Uh-huh. And uh, I don't care what you say about pain threshold. That's going to hurt. Yeah. So, I mean, what would what would you do if you couldn't do it local? Would you just take some of that Belarusian hooch? Yeah. That, that's And just that's load up on it. I mean, is that... Yeah. Cause that's, but then you're altered at that point. Like, how are you going to get the tooth out if you're drunk? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's what Nev did. She had a whole bunch of, I think it was Jack Daniels, and then went ahead and got the tooth out. So. Wow. I, uh, color me skeptical of that scenario, especially if it's got good bone. Uh-huh. Now, if we're talking perio, it's a whole different oh, yeah, ball game, sure. but you're not doing endo on a perio tooth, right? So. Right. I feel like this tooth is good bone. I just don't, I feel this is going to go poorly. Yeah. Have you ever had a patient who has extracted their own tooth? Not that I can think of. I, nothing comes to mind. I, I, yeah, I don't remember one. Yeah, I don't remember one. Um, some of the other comments on here, unless it's really loose, you're going to have a bad time, make it way worse, and make it way more expensive. I totally agree with that. You're going to break oh, yeah. it off. Now it's going to need to be flapped, troughed, sectioned, whatever it is. Especially, like, can you imagine, a, like, what if it's a two-rooted upper premolar? Just yeah. shear off one of those roots, if not both of them. Uh-huh. And those little spindly roots can be... Sometimes I fight those. Uh-huh. Sometimes those are really hard to get out. Absolutely. Uh, I like this one. Uh, Reddit user, my mom calls me Thunder, asking, who are these people that think it's okay? Right. <laughs> um, yeah, who, who are you calling some people? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> who are you calling some people? Um, yeah, th- this is just a tough look. Yeah, I mean, I, I just don't. Yeah, he's he's saying he's going to take it out with vice grips or pliers. Um, not all of it. Then somebody c- commented, uh, "I'm not suggesting you do this, but the correct answer would actually be a flathead screwdriver." They're kind of <laughs> not wrong, what? but I just feel like that's going to end up on the other. That's going to end. He's going to. He's not going to know how to get purchase on that, uh-huh. and he's going to send it through the other side of his cheek. Uh-huh. And now he's going to have to go to the ER with a, a screwdriver uh-huh. protruding from the inside of the opposite side of his cheek. Uh-huh. That's a tough one. Yeah. That is a very tough one. I am curious to know uh, what else this guy's about. So let's just dig into this guy here. And I've not looked at any of this here. <laughs> this is great. The post that he made before this one mm-hmm. is in the subreddit of OSHA. Oh. So I want like somebody who's posting in the subreddit of OSHA uh-huh. to then also think it's okay to take out your own tooth is is a weird overlap of yeah. somebody. Um, oh, the subreddit of woodworking. So he's uh, <laughs> a carpenter of some sort. Um, I want to hang a pool bar up on the bottom of one of the wood eye joists. Do you guys think 
two times three joists will hold my 180 pound body or should I strap from joist to joist with two by four to even the load? I always say, if I've said it once on this podcast, I've said it a thousand times, you should strap from joist to joist. Always. Yeah. You got to strap on from joist to joist. Strap on, right, Lance? There's never too many joists to be laid. Interesting. Um, Lots of stuff in uh, carpentry. Mm. He's asking about caulking guns. Gotta like a good caulk. Gotta like caulk. I I love, (laughs) I love, it's one of my favorite parts of a project is when I get to pull out the caulk. Uh Uh-huh. Um. Yeah, lots of carpentry stuff. So this guy obviously has some kind of skill with his hand. Yeah, he probably has a and wide some array, kind of tools. Wide array of tools. Yep. And that's probably not doing him any good no, in this situation. False sense of capability there. Right. Enough to know, like uh, knowing enough to not know uh-huh. that this is extremely dangerous. Yeah. Yeah. What's going to happen if he's? Let's say he takes that flat-headed screwdriver uh, advice. And this is a premolar, I'm assuming. Yeah. Let's pretend it's an upper premolar. He's gonna break it off and at the gum line. Trying to elevate, he breaks it off. He doesn't have any. He doesn't have any any leverage, any control over uh-huh. it. And not only does he break it off, but then he buries it in the pallet on the other side, which would be not too far from Greater Palatine. No, no. And now you've got a screwdriver in Greater Palatine. And you're bleeding all over the place. And, uh, you know, you don't have long. If Greater Palatine severed, it doesn't take that long for trouble to ensue. Uh-huh. And so I feel like that's, um, that's a bad idea. Yeah, so hopefully he's doing it during normal business hours so he can make his way to the oral surgeon to fix this mistake. I'm hoping he does it in the parking lot of a hospital uh-huh. so that when yeah. he severs Greater Palatine, <laughs> uh, he can just stumble in with blood everywhere. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, this is a bad idea. If you're going to do this, buddy, please film it for us. Yeah, um, yeah we put it on YouTube because I'd love to see it. I would love to see it. Uh, Reddit user CaptainCJ2005 asks, I have a fingernail lodged deep in my top front tooth scum. So I have a fingernail lodged in my front tooth scum, and it's really deep. I can't even feel the nail at all, but I know it's there. I, can, I can't get it out. Or can a dentist? After this, I'm never biting my nails again. Wow. That's... Lance, how would you recommend that this gentleman uh, or, or woman um, uh-huh. dislodge this fingernail that's lodged deep in their top front tooth scum? Yeah, that this this is... This is where yeah, you need a professional. You, you know, we, we, we got the skills. We got the tools. We can get it out. Grossest thing you've ever dug out of someone's gum. I really haven't had any. Uh, I mean, yeah. I, we've all probably had an experience with a, a pube here or there, right? I don't recall one, but... Uh, you've never had... You've never found that? No. Okay, I've had a couple in my no. career. Um, and we yours? just pretend that that doesn't happen. No, I... <laughs> yeah, no. Um, no. <laughs> Thank God. When yeah. you think of when I'm thinking of the people yeah. that that I found this on, I'm glad that 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 uh, yeah, it wasn't mine. Yeah. Um, I had a patient one time who came in and swear to God that, that they swore to me that they broke off like a, like a, a interdental brush inside their gums. Really. And so they had like some MO, pretty deep MO decay. It was like 18 or 31. I don't remember which one. It was like a second mole or maybe uh-huh. two. Uh-huh. Uh, no, what, whichever one it was, it was a second mole. I don't remember. It was upper, lower, left, okay. right. And it swore to me, like I broke it off in there. I saw it. I saw like it, when I pulled it out, I saw the broken like piece of wire or whatever. I took a PA and there was nothing there mm-hmm. other than decay. Nothing there other than decay. I was like, yeah, you... You swallowed it, you know, it, you pushed it out the other side and spit it out or swallowed it. Like, it's just not there. It's not in the x-ray. So, but I said, you know, hey, you've got decay here. we got to clean this out no matter what. I don't think this thing's wedged in there anymore. I think you just irritated the hell out of it. Now, it feels like something's stuck in there. and There's no way there's anything stuck in there. So, they're like, all right, that's fine. So, I go in there and I numb up and start cleaning it out. And sure as shit buried deep down in that sulcus. Like, I mean, just bone sounded all the way down in there. Mm. Was the tip of a, of a, um, 
of a like sulcular interdental brush. And it must have been like the wire, like just must have been radiolucent. Like you just couldn't see it. Huh. Couldn't see it visually. You couldn't see it radiographically, and yet it was in there. And I pulled that sucker out. And I was just like, you were right. I can't believe you were right. I never in a million years would have thought this would have been down in there. And it was. Mm-hmm. Just buried down in there, broken off inside the decay, deep down in, in that in that gingiva. So I there would have been no way we would have found that if I wouldn't have gone in there and excavated all that decay. Right. I feel like someone might need to reflect a flap here. <laughs> Right? Yeah. Like, if this thing's buried down that deep and it gets, like, down to the bone level, yeah. I don't know if you're going to be able to get a scaler and get it all out. Yeah, I mean, that, it's going to act like a Slim Jim trying to uh, uh, get your keys out of your car. I was going to say, you mean the thing... I, <laughs> there's a whole generation of people who think that a Slim Jim is a, is a piece of beef jerky. Yeah, that's true. That, that aren't familiar with the previous idea of this device called a Slim Jim that would unlock a car. Uh-huh. That was back before every car had electronic locks in it. Yeah. So you, we might have to explain that one a little bit. Yeah, back in the day before electronic locks, you, you could. There's a gap between the window and. Uh, yeah, it's like a, it's, and it's got like rubber that that you could push in. Yeah, that the kind of and, rubbery felt thing that. Uh, yeah, and you could push in that rubber and slide this thing in, and you could actually grab the little looked like a golf tee. Yeah, and it just little the door little locks always looked like a golf tee, and yeah, you, you pop that in there and. Uh, yeah, I uh, I I've, I used a couple a couple of times. So I was able to get my my Honda Civic, my '86 nice. Honda Civic unlocked. That was back. In, there was a phenomenon that used to happen all the time called locking your keys in the car. <laughs> yeah, it happened. It was a thing. I can that happen now? I doubt it because we're all using a fob. Yeah, so I've got the app on mine. So if if oh. somehow some way I were to lock my keys in my car. Um, I just have to fire up my phone and I can unlock my car with my phone. Huh. Yeah, not me. Um, I, ooh, I, I don't know as if, I don't know as if you could lock your keys in your car anymore. I feel like the cars are so smart now. They'd be like, now nah, you can't lock the key still in the car. Yeah. You can't lock it because well, they all have like Bluetooth or whatever. Yeah. Well, we, one time we had, uh, my keys were in a briefcase and it was put in the trunk of my wife's car. And I kept trying to shut the, the, the door and wouldn't wouldn't shut. It kept popping back open. And I kept shutting. Yeah. And we were just looking at each other like, what the hell? And then then I found my key. The ghost in the car, yeah. Lance. Get out of there. Yeah. Yeah. Get out of there now. There's a ghost in the car. Yeah. So uh, we eventually figured out, oh, you can't put these in the trunk. But I, and we never tested to see if we could do it in the, the front of the um, in, in her car. I know, when I first got my, my car, uh, uh, my I routinely always would lock, and then I would just check the the handle to make sure that it locked. Yeah. But my car has this feature that if you have the keys with you and test the handle, it'll unlock. So it only took me oh, like, like five tries before I finally went. Oh, I've got my keys in my hand. You have a BMW, right? I do. So I, I've I've heard, and I think this is uh, this may or may not be true, but I've read online that if you have a BMW and you just say "See Kyle," <laughs> that the doors will automatically unlock and open for you. I'll, uh, um, I'll, I'll tell so you. You may want to try that. I'll, re- yeah, I'll report see, back next week. See. Yes, <laughs> yes. Let's see, we'll see what happens. Uh-huh. Are you worried about this patient having some kind of bacteria on their fingernail? I mean, obviously, there's bacteria oh, yeah. on their fingernail. Are you worried about any type of gingival infection from the bacteria? Or are you solely worried about the inflammation of a foreign body reaction? Probably foreign body. I mean, I, yeah. I mean, how long is it going to be in there before they get it out? I mean, it, I guess if they l- let it fester for the next week, two weeks, then maybe. But right. But I don't foresee anything like. I think then at that point you get the damn thing out, and I think it would just heal up right away. Uh-huh. Like that sense. All those gingival things kind of seem like that. Like yeah. when you have something like that, uh-huh. it's like anug. You know, you have somebody that anug. You go in there and you like debride them, scaling them, or replane them, uh-huh. or whatever. They almost immediately like look way better. Like yeah. gums, you know, gingiva is one of those things you just get the thing out that's causing the problem, and they they get better like within days. Yeah, they really do. So I, that's kind of what my bigger concern is. Are you a nail biter? I am not. I used to be really bad. Oh, really? And one day I just decided I was going to quit. And this is probably twenty Cold years turkey? ago. Uh, just cold turkey, wow. man. Wow. Just quit. It's like I'm just not going to bite my nails anymore. Self control. I'm not good for you. Yeah, I'm not bit them since. Now I don't have any self control with other things, uh-huh. 
uh, i.e. the three bags of potato chips that are here sitting next to me, <laughs> yeah. um, i.e. the, uh, what was it we were talking about last week? The uh, POM or whatever. Oh, the, the, uh, PMO? Yeah, the, the PMO. Yeah. I, like no self-control there, obviously. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> I guess the fingernails is where is all of my self-control is concentrated into the tips of my fingers and is nowhere else huh. in my body. Gotcha. Just the tip. So, so if somebody walked into your office like, hey, I got a fingernail stuck in my front teeth, uh-huh. what would you do? How would you handle this? I just get the cavatron. Oh, I just pawn it off to my hygienist and say, go digging. Yeah. So I think I'd probably anesthetize. I probably would. And then I'd, I'd try to drop a scaler in there and see if I can Depends get if it. I like them. I mean, I, if, if I warned them to yeah. quit being an asshole or something like that, I might say, hey, yeah, we don't have time for the anesthetic. We got to get this out stat. I feel like this is one of those things like you might have to reflect a flap. Yeah, it's possible. To get this thing out of there. Just because it could sort of like it, it contoured, it'll bend. And it'll, so, it, you know, you could have it where it would contour around the bone and the tooth. It's possible it's severed where PDL you might fibers. not be able to it's, get a hold of it's it. It's down yeah. the alveolar well and, and yeah. wedged. Yeah, that might be, might be a big, big ordeal. Yeah, I, I, that one might actually be a, a fun flap to reflect until, <laughs> I, I mean, I don't know what the literature says, but I feel like every time I reflect a flap on front teeth and they come back, the, the gingival line is always higher than it was before. Uh, do you experience that? Yeah, I think that's, uh, that's consistent. There's always like a, a millimeter of recession or something like that after that. So if, if he got this thing stuck around number eight. Yeah. Yeah, well, eight's now going to be a millimeter longer. Um, that's that's what you uh, that's what you get. That's what you deal. That's that's what you deal. Let's look into uh, Captain CJ two thousand five here. See what he got going. See what he got going. Uh, Mortal Kombat. Um, lots of questions in the subreddit of Mortal Kombat. Uh, okay. Um. <laughs> Uh, he posted uh, <laughs> in the subreddit of uh, mildly penis. <laughs> okay. Something gross went into my mouth and I sped it out and this was the result. And like the loogie that he spit out like kind of looks like a dick. <laughs> so I guess that's the point of this subreddit mildly penis is these oh. are all things that Kind of look like dicks. Gotcha, um, gotcha. That's a great subreddit. This might be one of my new favorite subreddits. <laughs> uh, we're going to click uh, join on this one. Let's see what else we got. Um, no stupid questions. Subreddit. Yeah, we'll see. My parents keep telling me to say thanks and please more often, even though I say it all the time to strangers, friends, people I know. Are they being ridiculous or am I being an asshole? It could be both. Ooh, this is a good one. This is right down my alley. The subreddit of Back to the Future, okay. uh, which I will be joining as well. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, did not know that existed, uh, but I'm in now. Can someone put together Eric Stoltz's outfit from the unreleased Back to the Future? Did you know, Lance Timmerman, uh-huh. that Eric Stoltz was originally cast as Marty McFly? I did. Not only was he originally cast, they filmed the first third of the movie with him Decided it wasn't working out, fired him, yep. and then hired um, Alex P. Keaton, aka Michael J. Fox. Yeah. Did you know that? I did. I I uh, thought they had done a, a bit more of it. I, I've only seen stills. I've never seen actual video of it. It's on YouTube. Oh, is it? He's not very good. Huh. I am an Eric Stoltz. Yeah, fan, I like him. By the way, this isn't. I'm not trashing Eric Stoltz. His scene in Pulp Fiction is unbelievable. Right. Um, that's where I remember him from mostly. Oh, I was I also like trying to think of some kind of wonderful was a good one. It was kind of the okay. Um, he he did mask or like the he was Cher's kid and he had well yeah but yeah <laughs> he had about ninety pounds of makeup. But his best mask. role, uh, let's see if you know this one. His best role was the mime in Singles. I've never seen Singles. Oh, I have to tell really? you, I don't know Singles. Okay, I don't think so. Let me let me look here. Um, I'm looking at Eric Stoltz. He's in a butterfly mask. It's just a real tough look. <laughs> a very uh-huh. tough look. Yeah. Um, what, when was singles? 92. 
Holy shit, you know that off the top of your head. Well, it was because it, the, Seattle had this big music scene at the time. Okay. And, uh, you know, Nirvana dropped in 91. And so it was right at that, that point. Yeah, he's credited as the mime and singles. Uh-huh. Cameron Crowe, uh-huh. Bridget Fonda, Campbell Scott, yes. which is a, just a 1988 to 1992 name. Uh-huh. Um, George C. Scott's kid. It's like Bobby Bonilla. It's like that's he and Bobby yeah. Bonilla overlapped. Right. Kira Sedgwick, yeah. uh, who's I think married to Kevin Bacon. He is. Um, Matt Dillon, Bill Pullman. Yeah. Eric Stoltz, Jeremy Piven, yeah. Tom Skerritt. Wow, all-star it's, cast it was a great on singles. Cast, yeah. I'm going to have to check this out. I'm going to check awesome. this out. I'm going to see if there's... Yeah, I'm going to see if there... Is it like grungy? Paul, Paul Giamatti was in singles. Yeah, he was. Yeah, it's, it's very grunge-heavy. Uh, a lot of local Chris bands. Cornell yeah, he, was in it. Yeah, cameo. Tim Burton had a cameo. Yeah. Um, I'm going to see if anybody... Debbie Mazar is in it. Uh, Debbie Mazar... I think famously would be known for Chandler Bing's ex-girlfriend on Friends. Okay. I believe. Let me see if I'm wrong about that. I might be wrong about that. <laughs> yeah. And I must be thinking of somebody else. Right. She was not in Friends. All right. Tough look for your guy. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's an all-star cast. I'm going to check that out. Yeah, it, it's a good singles. Good one. Eddie Vedder is in it. The whole Pearl Jam, yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, Matt Dillon's Allison Chains. It looks like Soundgarden. All those guys. Yeah, they, they may they play a little bit there. Yeah, but uh, Matt Dillon plays the uh, lead singer of this band, Citizen Dick, and uh, the, the rest of his band is Pearl Jam. That's a good band. <laughs> I'd say I would go see that band. Uh huh. I would go see that. Yeah, band. Yeah, their hit song, uh, uh, "Touch Me, I'm Dick." Okay. <laughs> Which yeah. is play off a of Mud Honey song, Touch Me, I'm Sick. Okay. That fits in with uh with the the theme of our show. Yeah. Uh it seems like. <laughs> yeah, so so that's a weird kind of sliding doors mm-hmm. butterfly effect. Yeah. What if Eric Stoltz plays Marty McFly? Uh-huh. Do we look at Eric Stoltz the way we look at Michael J. Fox? Yeah. Is Back to the Future even what it was? Like, does it have the same gravitas right. and and, um, you know, is it in the zeitgeist the same way? You know, how do we look at, at those two actors? Yeah. What happens to Michael J. Fox if he doesn't get Marty McFly? Like, so many yeah. different... Like, could you imagine Marty or uh, Alex... Jesus. Michael J. Fox stabbing the uh, syringe <laughs> of epinephrine into uh-huh. Uma Thurman's yeah. uh, heart in, in pulp. Like, what if those two guys just switched their careers? Yeah. That'd be pretty amazing. Wow. Yeah. Um, that being said, uh, I do not know how to duplicate uh, the Eric Stoltz outfit from Back to the Future, but I will tell you, um, I very well can duplicate the Michael J. Fox outfit from Back to the Future because I do it every year at Halloween. Oh, That's my Halloween costume. Every year I have it locked and loaded, nice. ready to go. It has been built over about 15 years. It's got original Nike Cortez from 1984. Nice. It's got the original shirt that he wore. It's called a uh, Shaw Safari shirt is the brand name of uh-huh. it. I actually found that original. I mean, it's hunting on eBay for years for all of this stuff. Nice. Um, the original Land's Inn 1984 um, red uh-huh. vest, you know, tufted vest, all of that stuff. Like all of it's original, all of it's from the time period. Uh-huh. Um, it's, it's, uh, it's one of my pride and joys nice. is my Marty McFly costume. One year I will dig it out and, uh, and, and I would say post a picture of it on Facebook, but I don't think it's going to happen. Yeah. Um, but, uh, the rest of it, uh, yeah, I don't know, Instagram somewhere. Cool. You can post it on your, uh, yeah. you can post it on your, uh, Facebook I can for do that. me. I can do that. Uh, lots of stuff in rant. Huh. All right. Uh, why I think wireless headsets are great and wired headsets suck. <laughs> wow. A strong take. That's a real hot take there that yeah. wireless headsets are awesome. Um, why is the Babadook a gay icon? <laughs> okay. I had no idea the Babadook was gay, huh. but um, good for him, I guess. Uh-huh. Yeah. Living his best life, you know, be be true to yourself. Uh, these are, <laughs> this should be in the subreddit of like, Hottest takes that no one gives a shit about. <laughs> right, like, right, right. 
The Babadook is gay. Right. Or great. Okay. I've like I've not thought about the Babadook in no. in five Long years. Time. Uh, and, and I never had any thoughts about what the Babadook's <laughs> sexuality no, was. No, that was the. Uh, I have no interest in the Babadook's extended universe no. uh, or expanded universe. I don't. I've never thought about what the Babadook goes when he goes home. I've never thought about what scent of lush bath bomb the Babadook is into. I've. I like. D- is the Babadook like? Is is he more of a friends or an office guy? I don't know. Uh, I've. I've just have uh, uh, my time thinking about the Babadook has been. Really, this last 30 seconds, that's about uh-huh. it. I don't know about you. Yeah, that's probably the longest I've ever thought about Babadook. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever seen that movie? No, no. I know what it is, but I, I've never seen it. Yeah, it's a, for those of you who aren't familiar, the Babadook is an Australian horror movie um, about a kid who I think imagines things into existence. I don't really remember, um, but there's something about a book called the Babadook and he imagines the he's scared about it and he imagines it into existence huh. I think is but it and the Babadook ends up killing his mom but then it ends up that it's just the kid that kills the mom ah. something like that I'd say spoiler alert but the details are so foggy I don't think I could possibly spoil right, it so right. there you go there's the Babadook and by I guess he's gay as well okay. so All right. awesome <laughs> good for the Babadook <laughs> alright Oh, God. Lance, I think that's going to about do Probably it. Probably should. <laughs> it's been an hour. Uh-huh. 30 minutes, 10 <laughs> minutes talking about Garner Minch the second. Uh-huh. 20 minutes talking about chips. And then another 20 minutes talking about Eric Stoltz blowing the Babadook <laughs> is, is apparently where we ended up. Uh, come full circle. Uh, whose turn is it for a song? That would be you. I actually have one. Good, good. I'm looking forward to it. Um... I don't know. What do I say at this point? Oh, yeah. Share this with your friends. (laughs) You obviously have some demented friend who has some interest in whether or not the Babadook is a cisgendered or a transgendered Uh entity. Um, Pass this on to them. I think maybe they would enjoy it if they love potato chips and who doesn't. Pass this on to them. Uh, Hey, rate and review us. Uh, Lance, what's your favorite number? Big fan of five. I'm a fan of five, too. I love that number five. I think the Babadook's uh, favorite number is five. Eric Stoltz's favorite number is five. Right. Yeah. Gardner Minshew's favorite number is five, even though I think he wears number 13. Um, but he really wanted five, but five must have been taken by the punter or right. something. He couldn't get it. Um, five. Hit us up with five. iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify. If you're flicking through Podbean, flick five stars. Uh, hit us up on the web, workinginterferences.com. Hit us up on all of the social bullshits, and they are all bullshit. Facebook, Working Interferences of Josh Lance. Funny shit for Dennis and dental team members. Um, Twitter, at Winterferences. Instagram, at Winterferences. Lance can be found on Instagram, at DR Timmerman DMD. I can be found on Instagram, at Joshua Austin DDS. Um, there's a company in Utah um, okay. that I have no relationship with, but apparently doesn't like me very much. All right. um, I've never met them, never talked to them, whatever, but they formed some judgments about me. I think they're in like Lehigh, Utah, okay. um, which makes me think that maybe they have some sort of affiliation with some sort of religious organization, but I'm not going to bring that okay. up. <clears throat> um, and they have some event every year where they bring in coaches and whatnot. And apparently... Someone there was talking some shit about me um, huh. in front of everybody. And uh, yeah, honestly, Lance, I'm kind of done with that bullshit. So um, I've just decided that uh, I guess I just have enemies from now on. Okay. And um, the song I picked is by a guy we've made fun of a few times, Post Malone. Nice. Featuring um, somebody named Da Baby. Um, okay. Which is a tough rap name. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because I feel like half the reason you get into rap is like, the girls, uh, you know, and the women uh-huh. in, uh, backstage uh, at the shows and whatnot. Oh, yeah. And I just can't imagine any like smoking hot 23 year olds are just like, man, I really want to hook up with the baby. This is a weird one. Yeah. But uh, they have this song called Enemies. And uh, to all of you out there um, who are associated with the tribe, um, huff my nuts and you're all my enemies. Um, and I'm tired of dealing with all of you uh-huh. and you can all take a long walk off a real short pier, um, and, and just throw yourselves into the great salt lake. Why don't Perfect. you? Perfect. So this is enemies by, uh, Post Malone and, uh, DaBaby. Uh, and also Eric Stoltz is on percussion and the Babadook comes in with a solo <laughs> at the end. So awesome. <laughs> For Joshua or for Lance Timmerman, Jesus, uh, I'm Joshua Austin. Peace. Stay fresh, cheese bags.
stab friends, now I got enemies. You should keep them close, now they dead to me. You stab friends, now I got enemies. Enemies, yeah, so sad. They said I would never get this far. Think that we don't see who you are. Laughing to the bank like ha ha ha. Guess it, I'm just talking too much, blah blah blah. Where did y'all go? When I was shit broke, couldn't even buy smokes Now your mama needs tickets to my stadium show She love it when she hear me on the radio oh, I know it's hard to swallow your pride Sorry that you can't get over me Now you're out my life, I'm so relieved I used friends, now I got enemies Used to keep them close, now they Tend to show all the tendencies Enemies, yeah, so sad Sometimes, every time they let me down Sometimes, every time they let me down Who's that friends, now I got enemies Enemies, yeah, so sad Close to my enemies. Let's go. I need better energy. When I told you fuck it, you thought I was playing, huh? Yeah, yeah. But I made this shit litter. She wanted to buy, but I told her fuck that. Nope. She look at me like she's surprised. Packing the post. Ooh. And I'm on my lawn. The box at the door, they go for 35. Yeah. I tried to put on for my partners. They turn into enemies right before a nigga high. If you reach for a shake, I'm a whole lot of fists. Give a nigga a quarter pound without the fries. And I just went double platinum with no features just to show a nigga I don't really need it. Pass a man a plate and he can make a shake. It's guaranteed he fold him by the hand and feed him. And I know you think that I ain't see it. And I know your bitch ain't got a car, don't make me go and buy your bitch a little pre. Fuck on the camera, we can call it even. Friends are like the autumn, every year they leave it. And I'ma rake them in the pile, throw them in the bag. Tie them bitches up and leave them. Cause most these niggas are deceiving and nah. Who's stab friends, now I got enemies. Used to keep them close, now they dead to me. Money tend to show all the tendencies. Enemies, yeah, so sad. Sometimes, every time they let me Sometimes, every time they let me down. 